0: Hey everybody, this is Cindy Fish. You are listening to the At His Feet podcast. I want to invite you today to set aside your whirlwind of busyness and mental to-do list to have a seat beside me at the feet of Jesus. Now let's pursue Him together. Thank you for listening. Hello, this is episode 40. I am titling it. Something so creative and so original, Um, Deuteronomy 6. Uh, Today, I'll share a moment from my day on Wednesday. I went shopping at a consignment sale here near a little rock called Raylana's. Um, And in this moment that was very normal and typical, God spoke to me and stirred my heart. It was a quick moment, but its effect had me dwelling on that God moment for the rest of the day. It's no secret that my target audience is women, whoever wants to listen. I am so happy that you're here, but my heart, as I said in episode one, and and obviously the main of my content is to encourage women, And, and I hope it's not lost on you that many times lately I have not shared from deep digging in the word and commentaries. Of course, the word has been included because I have nothing to say without the word, but I've not had time for deep digging. I've not had time to get out my Bible and uh, multiple versions and look up this verse and this this version and that version and look it up in these commentaries from my husband's office and, you know, all of that and compare. And I haven't had a time for that. And there is a time and place for that. And I love it. But Sometimes life is too busy for me to dig deep and I can't always just submerge myself, like I said, in that one topic and do it for a whole week along with other things that I have to do, right? But it's just not always practical as a traveling mom with three kids and, and, and I won't bore you with my list because I know that you have a list of your own But God, I believe, desires to speak in the everyday moments. And if our thoughts are stayed on Him, He will teach us in those mundane, almost boring tasks that make it on our daily to-do list. I don't believe that my time with God should be relegated to a 30-minute slot at the beginning of my day, but that He should be welcome in every moment. And I'm working hard lately to make sure that he knows that he's welcome. Probably failing at it more than I'm succeeding, but truly trying. And I hope you are too. We'll also dig in today to Deuteronomy 6. Like I said, uh, yes, the whole chapter. We quote a few of its verses as apostolics, but there's so much there. Deuteronomy 6 is a reminder of who God is all that he's done and the opportunity that he gives us to respond to him with genuine love. It's also a beautiful reminder to tell God's story in our personal lives. Well, to tell it to everyone and especially to our children. I'm glad you're here today and I hope that you get something out of this. So I was out shopping today, driving fairly close behind another car. I didn't have a clear view of the road and I see them swerve quickly. And I think, oh, oh man, you know, oh no, what's in the road? And I prepare to swerve too. At this point, I don't know what the thing is, but I have to just trust the car before me that they know it's something I shouldn't hit. And I swerved around just like they did. And as I'm going around it and swerving pretty quickly as I get up on this thing, I was just responding as they responded. I saw, but when I was closer, I saw what looked like to be a piece of cardboard. Really? I thought, man, I could have just gone straight. I could have not swerved. I could have not reacted. And, and then I thought, but what if? What if I responded that way in a time when it was a piece of wood or a piece of metal and something that would harm my vehicle and not only that, but harm my babies that are in the car with me? And as soon as I was on that thought, I, I felt the Holy Ghost so strong and I thought then there are some in my generation, I won't say many, I don't want to say everyone, but there are some that look at the generation before That look at the generation that's leading and the one that we're following after. And they think there are some things that the ones before us swerved around and that they avoided that were just cardboard and won't harm us and won't affect us. And truthfully, maybe there are. Maybe there are some things that the generation before me swerved around that they cautioned against might be okay by themselves, maybe. But I have to trust and understand that they've been there before and they saw it first and that they know that, yeah, maybe that piece of cardboard in the road, maybe it's no big deal, but maybe the next thing that's in the road will affect and will harm not only me, but my babies in the car with me. I also have to know that the elder who's been there before, many times before, they've come against many obstacles, many things in the road, many things that they've had to try and test, and they also know that if you wait until you see the effect of something in the road, if you wait until you can see every detail of it and identify it perfectly, it's too late. The damage would already be done. And there are some things that are best to avoid. There's a wide range of ages of listeners here. But to my generation and to the generation that is younger than me, I challenge you to not disregard the cautions of the generation before us. If they were cautious of something, if they swerved to avoid it, it's okay to follow suit. It's okay to not understand why, and it's okay maybe at times not to agree, but to say, you know what? They made it, and they're making it, and their marriages have made it, and their children have made it, and so clearly there's something that I need to follow here. I just recognize that I'm 30. I'm 30 years old and I recognize that I don't know it all. And I'm so thankful that there are generations that have gone before us. Not just generations, but one generation that's right before us that I can visibly look at. I can look at and see what they've done and see what they avoid. What they're still avoiding. And see what people pitfalls that maybe they've been able to bypass because of that caution I challenge you to trust their convictions and also just to just to say this it's okay to add to that it's okay to add to what someone else has done it's okay to have personal convictions let God grow you and let him help you to press for not less but more that's not quite popular but it's okay to press for more. It's okay to do things that maybe others don't or and, and no one has to know about it. It can be between you and God. But but I challenge you back to the thought. <laughs> I challenge you to to trust the convictions of your elders, to trust the the convictions that they got a hold of through fasting and prayer and dying to self because when it comes to this, living for God, it's not just about me and what I like and what I think's okay or what I think should be permissible. It's also about my babies that are sitting in the back seat and it's about if they can make it. I want to give them something that will help them make it. I want them to see a life that I've lived that will help them make it and not cause them to question or doubt. And so if if you have an elder in your life that you can look at and you see their life and you see the fruits that their life has produced, you see their marriage, their children, and they've made it, follow, follow them. What worked for them will work. As I thought on this through the day today, I was reminded of this very often quoted parts of this chapter we know many verses in this chapter we know the concept of this chapter but I just want to remind you I didn't deeply study it but I read over it a few times and I'm not going to read the whole chapter I will spare you but I just feel like it applies Deuteronomy 6 start at verse 1 this is KJV now these are the commandments the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land, whither ye go to possess it, that thou might fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it that it may be well with thee and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Pause. So why am I talking about this? I think, okay, one. Here it says unto thy children, which even though people grow up, we are still always children. I'm, you know, my, my dad, I, I'm still his child. I'm still my parents' child. Um, my husband, his mom is absolutely hilarious. Um, He is still her baby. He is 31 years old, but she will still call him her baby. And sometimes she listens. So, hi, Melanie. I love you if you hear this. But it's funny. He's still your baby. He's 31 years old, but still a baby. So, even though this says children, it means that a parent also never stops teaching. We should start at childhood, but a parent never stops teaching. And some don't have children or some don't have children parents that would teach them this and there's where the church steps in there's there's where the church steps in when we have new babies in the church new people that come and pray through let that be a spiritual child for you let teach them those that are close to you teach them those that are in your circle teach them these things also i'll go back and say that in um verse five it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. So, if you've ever been in love, you know. Love will make you just do the craziest things. When when you love somebody, there's just about nothing that you won't do for them, that you won't help them with, that you won't, you know, listen to the, that they have to say. And that genuine, true love, when we love Him with everything we've got, We'll do what he wants us to do. So if I say, Lord, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, and, and all that, but I don't follow through with my actions and the way that I live for him, do I really love him? Not fully, I would say that, not fully. Um, but then I won't keep reading specifics on this part, uh, but it says, you know, you shall teach these things diligently to your children. You should talk about them when they're sitting in your house and when you lie down, when you get up in the morning. It it says, uh, you shall bind them for a sign upon thine head. Like, let this be everywhere that you go, everything that you do. It says, they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. So literally, have this truth, this, the Lord our God is one and you shall love the Lord. This is so true. Everything that we do revolves around this. Everything that we are revolves around this and and so much obviously scripture adds to it because you know the Bible just builds on itself. The Word of God builds on itself, but everything that we do should be around this, everything that we say, everything everything and it's so much so that it says, like I said, it has um let it be as frontlets between that eyes, so let it just be before your eyes all the time. Before your children's eyes all the time. And here's the, the, the thing. In verse 10 it says, And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the promised land. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. And it talks about all the blessings that they'll have. Um, when, when God brings you out of Egypt... Right, uh, that, That's also a type and shadow of the world for us. Out of the world, out of bondage, out of sin, into blessings. Um, it says that the ho- when you have these houses that are full of good things and that you didn't get and uh, wells that are dug and vineyards and olive trees that you didn't even plant, when you eat and you're full, When your life is just blessings, when your life is so full of blessings, don't forget. Don't forget. Even then, when the commandments were given, life was pretty rough. And in Deuteronomy, life was pretty rough for them. But he's saying, hey, I know it's rough right now, but even when it gets good, even when it gets easier, even when you are so blessed you don't know what to do with it all, when you are living in abundance, verse 12, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Even when you're blessed, don't forget. It says, uh, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God. This is verse 13. And serve him and shall swear by his name. Verse 14. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are around you. Pause. Uh, so obviously. Don't don't go after the things that those that are around you. When you're brought into this new land of blessings and you look around and others are serving things and doing things that you know are not godly and you know are not right, don't give in to that. Don't give it yourself over to that. And this is verse twenty. And this is the the caution. So if you are an elder or if you are, you know, older, everyone's older than someone the convictions and the cautions and, and, uh, the swerving that you have done through your life, I challenge you, I challenge me that we don't just swerve and and live it, but also that we share our why, share your why, share the story behind the conviction, share the moment that God just shook you or revealed to you what he wanted you to do or the message that was preached that set you straight in an area that was hard for you. Because someone else needs to hear, not just see that you're living it, but know your why. Because the why is important. This is how I know. Um, Deuteronomy 6 and 20. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, in the future, when, when your kids ask you, when someone asks you, I'll go back to the verse, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments? which the Lord our God hath commanded you. So, pause. What does all of this mean? All of these things that you're living, all of these things, stories I've heard or things that you do that God commands you, no one likes to be commanded to do something. It doesn't sit well with our flesh. So, there needs to be an understanding behind it. Verse 21, then thou shalt say unto thy son, we were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his households before our eyes. Verse 23, and he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in pause. That's so powerful. He brought us out of sin, out of the world, out of Egypt that he could bring us in, that he could bring us close, that he could bring us into promise, that he could bring us into blessing. And I'll continue the verse. I'll read it again. Uh, verse 23. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land, which he swear unto our fathers. To give us this promise, right? Verse 24. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes. To fear the Lord our God for our good always. That he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. Pause. (laughs) Telling the next generation. God doesn't just tell us to do these things to keep us from something. But these cautions and these convictions it's for our preservation and maybe there's some things that someone can do and get away with but an elder can see an elder's been there and they've lived it and they've watched they've seen many people go and touch things they probably had no business in touching and they can see the effects of it some things aren't horrible on their own, but it's the progression of those things. It's, well, this small thing leads to this next thing and then leads to this. And that might sound dramatic, but it is the truth. And I know that this is not a popular topic, but I felt it so strong on my heart today. And I, I feel this and I live this and I, I'm trying my best to live this. I am not perfect, but I am trying and I'm striving. And I knew I was to share it with you convictions things that we are cautious of things that we avoid is for our preservation the lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the lord our god for our good always that he might preserve us alive as it is to this day Uh, verse 25 and it shall be our righteousness If we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us, it shall be our righteousness. You know, I know this was a different time when those words were spoken, a very different time. And I understand that today we don't observe every Jewish law. Many we don't observe. But the word of God is still full of things and warnings and commandments that are for us today. Maybe the old laws, some of those old laws were were done away with. But there are things all throughout the Bible that are for us and that have not been done away with. Also to just give some perspective. That chapter was written to a people that... Had six hundred and thirteen laws to follow. Can you believe that? I googled it. I read all that and all the, just the, the how how strongly that God felt about following His commandments and following what He wants His people to do and following the way that He wants us to live. And I thought, how many laws did the Israelites? How many did they have to follow? Because That is some strong words and to teach your children and all those things and for preservation. 613 says Dr. Google and it came up many times. So if they followed 613 and we know throughout the word they did not get it right. But if they followed that many, if there were that many things that God felt so strongly that he wanted his people to do to be set apart for his use, then to me, whatever God asks of me today is worth it. Whatever God asks of me today is not too much. Anyways, today, I just, I challenge you. Look at someone in your life that lives for the Lord fully and wholeheartedly. Look at their life and look and see and ask them, ask them, how did you make it? Ask them Why do you do this? Why don't you do this? How do you respond that way? Ask them whatever it is that makes them different, whatever it is that makes them stand out, whatever it is that you look at that makes them just godly and righteous. Say, how can I be that? Will you help me? I promise you they want to help you. I promise you they want you to make it. And that's something I need to be better about too. I am the worst at reaching out and I need to do it more. But it's true whether I do it or not. Whether I'm great at it or not. It's the truth and I need to do it too. So I, I challenge you. I challenge me. Reach out to an elder in your life. Reach out to someone that you see that's living for the Lord and that's doing it well. Not not in terms of being well known because who cares if someone is well-known or nobody has ever heard their name, but in terms of living for the Lord, in terms of living it daily, in terms of being what they should be and bearing the fruit that they should be bearing, ask them because what worked for them will work for you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.